Soul Drive. Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling author of Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach, Evolutionary Healer, and Navigating the Clickety-Clack, How to Stay Peace-Filled in a Seemingly Toxic World, and my latest release, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, where you learn how to harness your sensitivity gifts into a superpower. So if you are a sensitive soul like me, you can get my free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. And learn the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power so you can have the life of your dreams and fulfill your mission. And my passion is to help you shine your light so together we can pull the world out of darkness. Thank you so much for being here. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with others. And today I have a very special guest, Reese Thomas. And um, I learned about his um, life purpose profiles uh, many years ago. And once I understood from his perception, like how to, how to take advantage of these things. I have found that my relationships with my staff, <laughs> with my family, even with myself has improved immensely. Um, and we're going to talk about these, these profiles today. Now we had a show before we talked kind of in depth about these profiles, but today we're going to talk about these profiles with regards to uh, business and, and um, your life purpose and right livelihood, because there's so many people out there, especially my tribe, who are really desiring in their heart of hearts to make a difference in the world, a positive difference. These are sensitive souls just longing uh, to, to do what they love and to be able to sustain their life. I mean, with COVID and 2020, it's been much more difficult for many people, especially if they're in a job to be able to have a say on how they conduct their lives. And so many people are going, well, how do I transition from like a J-O-B that I don't particularly like and be able to do my passion? And part of that is really understanding who you really are. And Reese really, really helped me in the past with this understanding because I'm a knowledgeable achiever that's gone into her, what we call charismatic leader. (laughs) And because of that, and because (laughs) of being able to understand the, the pitfalls, if you will, of, or the dark side of my knowledgeable achiever, I can catch that much, much faster now uh, because I tend to do that black and white thinking, good, bad, black, white, you know, no gray. And now I'm much more able to navigate that space with greater compassion, self-compassion and compassion for others. And so that charismatic leader part of me is able to um, speak out in a bigger way about my mission and I'm able to reach a lot more people and for those of you that are on my tribe, you already know that, you know, a lot has happened this year, releasing three books, number one bestsellers, all three of them, be able to impact people. And that may, means a huge amount to me. So I have much my gratitude for Reese and his work. And let me tell you a little bit more about what we're going to do today. So Reese is going to share his wisdom and give experiential ways to start listening to your inner guidance with a simple four-step self-healing energy practice that will accelerate your personal growth and self-empowerment and shift your intention from trying to be anything to actually bring the one thing that gives you lasting happiness and fulfillment. Um, now, we're going to talk about a free gift as well, I believe, today that Reese is sharing with us. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. And the book we're talking about today is called The Power of Purpose in Business. And you can get that 
on Amazon or at Reese's website. Again, we'll mention that a little later, uh, all the different um, web links that you can go to connect with Reese and some of his work. He has some uh, amazing courses as well uh, that you may want to check uh, out as well. So uh, powerofpurposeinbusiness.com. Um, you can check out the book and the um, programs there. So power of business, sorry, <laughs> power of purpose in business.com. And um, Reese is uh, the CEO and founder of the Reese Thomas Institute. And he is a trainer uh, and healer, of course, um, but he also trains other people in uh, healing as well. Um, so we are good to have people call in. So if you are listening live, you can call in and ask a question, maybe get a little reading, you know, from Reese. Uh, I would love to post this again on Facebook, but apparently I'm in Facebook jail for the next 24 hours. So, <laughs> so, so, so it's already posted, but, you know, feel free to share it from my profiles and groups and just let people know, you know, to, to come on live to the show. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. And welcome, Reese. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Karen. Love to be here. I, and uh, I love that you, how you, how you were talking about going from your, uh, from your knowledgeable achiever into your, into your charismatic leader, and and you know your sensitivity is your superpower. Uh, sort of really speaks to all of your leaders out there who are, you know, leaders tend to be highly sensitive and yet also highly charged. And mm. so when you have highly high sensitivity with a highly charged body, um, you're super sensitive and you have incredible and, and also it gets very confusing. So, uh, so really sort of recognizing that your sensitivity is your superpower rather than holding back on your sensitivity. That's, that's, awesome and and of course you're you know you're you know you were talking about your achiever isn't quite as sensitive or as sensitive in a different way and um and doesn't allow that passion really i think that that's really you had said that your passion uh for bringing people's light but uh that 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 passion in you um is your you know when when you really have a deep feeling feelings are like calling to something greater something more something you know you're you want something more and uh and that uh and that passion that you have for that comes from that sensitivity you have so i love it love your love how you're you're how you've been using the profiles already that's great (laughs) that's (laughs) and we're going to help and we'll help people today sort of start seeing theirs as well so Oh, yeah, that's perfect. And I know in your books you have, uh, and also online, um, you actually have a kind of like a quiz, like a, you know, a tester thing that people can use to yep. further figure out, you know, what profile they are. And I think last time we spoke, you, you kind of blew me away because I didn't actually realize on some level that that 40% approximately at that time, 40% of people, their main or dominant profile was charismatic leader because I kept seeing that, like my friends, you know, my coworkers, you know, uh, and I was like, huh, how come I'm seeing so many charismatic leaders? You know? <laughs> Not knowing right. that that was the most common. And I have to thank you again because, um, you know, uh, my assistant um, who was in the, I've now retired from the office, but my assistant in the office um, is an emotional intelligence specialist and being a knowledgeable achiever, um, you know, yeah. I would uh, in the past get uh, a little bit impatient <laughs> with her uh, because, yeah. you know, if I had to teach her how to do a macro on the MS word or something like that, 
I, you know, felt like, well, I just need to teach you once and you'll get it. Right. And no. <laughs> so, yeah. so it might take two times or three times. And then I'd start getting upset and annoyed and just like, oh, you know, and then when I really understood my profile, her profile, you know, better, I was like, Oh, wait a second. I'm, I'm treating her like she's a knowledgeable achiever and she's not. So why don't I see right. what her, what that gift is. And her gift was this amazing empathy for, you know, my patients coming in, she would never raise her voice. Real, I mean, it would take a lot to get her super upset at somebody. Like, it's all, like she was always so kind, so compassionate. And that's who you want at the front desk, right? That's who you want talking right. when they call. And, and yeah. so I started to appreciate her for her gifts in that empathy. Not that I wasn't empathetic, but, but I was impatient. And what I understood was she's not an knowledgeable achiever, so stop treating her like she is. And it's okay if right. you have to repeat something two or three times, you know, uh, because that's not her. So anyway, so I, I just want to thank you for just me understanding people better. Like, like a lot of my friends are charismatic leaders. Some of the indigo children that I've, you know, uh, um, been, you know, counseling, coaching, mentoring for a while. Mm. So I get it when they, you know, when they get into addictive patterns, right? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's much yeah. more risky for the charismatic leader. So I'm, more, again, more compassionate. So let me, let me ask, yeah. let me ask you some questions so you can talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get yeah, excited no, about this, this stuff. I, it, it's just so helpful and useful. Um, maybe back up a little bit and tell us a little bit about your development, like, because uh, some people haven't listened to the first show. So maybe, you know, kind of give us a journey about how you got to this point and then how you started helping others with their profiles and then maybe segue into how that helps with their business and their, you know, livelihood. So, uh, you know, we, we all are, <laughs> we're all grown up, brought up on, uh, uh, on this, I mean, I, I grew up in 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 uh, just outside of Boston, very very uh, American upbringing, um, and uh, and one of the basic things that we're taught, which is a bit of a lie, uh, is that we can become anything we want to become. Mm. And uh, and as a child, uh, you know, I came in and I was I was sort of this dreamer and. I was dyslexic. I couldn't really understand what was going on in school. I didn't, didn't, you know, I, I was good at sports. So I was like, okay, at least I'm getting one thing. I like to go for, go for recess. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and as I, and as I'm, but as I'm growing up, I'm realizing that, you know, that it's okay before you get into school to be sort of anybody you're supposed to be, you, you know, you gotta be whoever you're supposed to be in the, in the family. Uh, but then when you get to school, you realize that, there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of things you have to be that you aren't and, uh, and can't be. And, and, uh, and, and, and some, you know, some people, you know, find, you know, for me, I found at least I was good at sports. Uh, you know, and I was, I was like, that was my little safe haven, but the rest of it, I was pretty much faking who I was. Mm. And, um, and, and so we taught really early in life that this, soul quality that we are this this infinitely beautiful amazing unique uh individual self that has one of these five soul characteristics and qualities which we're going to talk about which are a leadership quality you call them the charismatic leaders or an achiever quality 
which are the ones that actually do really well in school. They love school because they have a oh, brain yeah. that's organized that way. They, they have this very structured way of thinking. And so school is great for them. They, they understand how the years go and how the testing goes and how much they have to study. But the other, the, the other five don't do as well in, their, uh, in that. And so there's, so there's these leaders, people that are natural leadership qualities, have a lot of passion and energy. We've got the achievers. Um, we've got caretakers who are really very socially focused and, and, and they're not, they're not going to be focused on the book learning and the things like that when they're, when they're growing up, but they love people and they love being with people. And then like you were talking about your, your, uh, your helper, uh, uh, you know, your, or your, 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 your person that's, that you're working with uh, in your office uh, is an emotional intelligence purpose. So person, so, so this deep, deep feelers, uh, and, and these are, these are like the leper, the leopard spots. These aren't things that you can rub off, right? These are, <laughs> soul qualities. these are, these are life purposes spiritually. Mm. And, and so, and so I grew up in the same sort of thing. And I was the, I was the super creative guy, like out, you know, having dreams. I had, I had you know, as a child had in, intense visual dreams that I now can were literally spiritual trainings. I was starting to get spiritual training at, at you know at six and seven years old at night when I was going to sleep, and and but that that sort of that you know so you know that higher kind of uh, connection to connecting to spirit, having a highly creative brain um, was great, but it wasn't great for being a guy who had to be strong right. and smart and driven and successful. And so at least, uh, you know, cause that was what the world said a man should be. And, uh, and so I, from very early on, maybe eight years old or so, I kind of ditched my real self and, uh, and, and started trying to be this sort of cool guy that, you know, was, you know, <laughs> got along and, and I just cheated my way through school. I, did, I didn't really understand the topics or the anything. I just tried to survive in any way I could in class because I didn't really, I didn't learn the way other people learned. I didn't understand that. I just, and I, and I did okay. I wasn't like I, you know, I wasn't cheating, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> system, but I was sort of having to, having to use kind of like, you know, I didn't really learn the material because I didn't see any value in it in a way. So mm. later on, you know, as, I, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm, you know, going through all of this, I learned the rule that you can be anything you want to be. And so, and so like most people, um, you know, I realized that there's a ladder of success. And, and by the time I got into my twenties, I was pretty sold on this idea that I could be anything I wanted to be because I had had some success as a tennis player and, and, uh, and relatively, relatively good success to surviving school. And I was like, oh, I can at least get by that. Um, but what happens is, is, that, is that I then decided that I was going to create this, um, this ideal person. And when I tried to be somebody that I was supposed to be rather than who I really was, life became work. And, mm. um, and, climbing, and climbing the ladder of success was a it was like it was a grind and even though i was doing you know wonderful things i was i played professional tennis i i i decided 
you know, as a kid, so here I, here I am a good athlete. I'm not good at school. So I'm not like, I'm not, gonna, I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm not going to be any of these things that I have to go to, you know, heavy duty grad school. I'll <laughs> be, you know, I'll be a professional athlete. And so I, I became a professional athlete. Uh, and I was good. I was okay. in in, in tennis, uh, and, uh, and then I became a professional athletic coach and, uh, and, and mentor. And, um, and I was, uh, you know, I became a public speaker. Uh, I became an entrepreneur and I, and, you know, I, 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 uh, uh, learned, I, I learned all of these ways of appearing successful in the world. And I made, and I made good money too. I made good money. I had a, a really nice house and family in the suburbs. I was doing everything that, that I was, that I, that, society told me that I should be doing. And especially when we're talking about careers now, and this is also, of course, what we do in our personal lives. We, we get into marriages, relationships, we take care of our health in a very specific way. And, mm-hmm. you know, I sort of reached, I thought, I felt like I really reached the top of that ladder of success. I had one of the top tennis professional jobs in the country and, uh, and was coaching and working at the highest level and working with professional players and, and speaking nationally for the tennis industry, I was doing all these, all these things, but I felt like when I got to the top of the ladder, like I climbed up the wrong building. <laughs> I got to the top of this, I, right? I mean, I mean, I'm like, a, I'm like, okay, I got here. I'm here at the top of the building and there's a sign at the top of the building that says, this isn't your building. Your building's over there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a great 20 years. Right. I just spent 20 years building this perfect person. And the reason I knew I was in the wrong building was because I wasn't happy. Mm. I wasn't fulfilled. Everything that I was doing should have fulfilled me because I was good at it. I really used my will. And this is one of the things that we all tend to do. We tend to decide this is what I want to do. And now with COVID and, and all of this, this change going on. Everybody's like deciding, okay, I'm going to try to, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to become this now. And it's like, but you're, it's never going to succeed until it's the thing that makes you incredibly happy until it's until you can realize what fulfills you in life. And so, mm. and so I got to that place in my late thirties at 39 years old, I'm realizing I am at the peak of so many elements of, of my life. I've really succeeded at these things. And I was a martial artist that realized that I was a lover, not a fighter. I was, a, <laughs> I was a, you know, I was a professional athlete that didn't really have the killer instinct. Um, no, I was an entrepreneur for a product and a job that I believed in, in my mind, but I didn't want to invest every, 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 you know, I invested a lot of money into it, but I, in my time and energy, I was like, that's not what I want to be doing. I love, I love to teach. I love to, I love to, mm. I love these deeper concepts of spirituality. And it wasn't until I found um, an energy medicine school of a four year training in energy medicine that all the pieces came together for me. And what happened was, was that I, I went in to, this world thinking that everybody has energy and you can do whatever you want with it. And I, I realized that I had been completely running the wrong energy, this driven, focused, achieving kind of a man, which I was supposed to be the person I was supposed to be through chakras 
that basically just wanted to be creative and playful and and not stick to the plan ever, right? <laughs> and just and just flow with life and 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 teach people to find that their flow in life. And and so as I'm as I'm doing this work, I'm realizing that that there are energetic signatures within people. There are energetic blueprints. So this is one of the things that I found in healing work. And I discovered that, um, that there are actually four dimensions. So at the Reese Thomas Institute, and I, run a, I now run a four-year training in energy medicine, uh, and which, is, which, which was sort of like my teacher ran her school based on, um, based on getting people to do healing work in hospitals and, and all that. And I'm like, you know, mm. I'd much rather teach people to find their calling in life, knowing that the reason that they're sick is that they're trying to be somebody that they aren't, <laughs> right? right? And when they find their calling in life, everything comes into alignment. And the chakras become obvious why you have the chakras that you have. So I was running achiever, leader, kind of driven, tough guy, you know, trying to make it, you know, make it all work in the world uh, through my chakras that didn't have any idea how to run that energy correctly. And even though I could use my will to force them, you'll notice that the things that are supposed to be in your life are always there. And the things that aren't supposed to be there, even if you can force them to be in there, they don't last. They fade. And, and it's because you can't sustain that kind mm. of energy. Whereas when you're connected to your soul purpose and that leader or that achiever or that deep or the caretaker or the deep feeler or the creative person that you were born to be, that you have as your, as your soul's purpose, that soul energy is infinite. And so what I discovered was, was that, was that we have four dimensions of, of creative force within us, not one. Not two. And, 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 and right now, um, let's say just for around 95% of the people in the world are, um, are operating at level one, which is, um, which is your body and your mind. And so, and so healing work or creative work is done through force of will. You get up in the morning, you have so many hours in the day to do it. You know, you do that if it's if you have a if you have a uh, you know if you have a, a, a health problem, you go to a doctor. Doctor gives you a pill or injects you with some sort of a you know <laughs> uh, you know uh, some sort of <laughs> antiviral or whatever it is. We're about right, to be right. all injected to death. So so we're, it's all going to happen. You know whatever. It's like that's the first level, body and mind. Or you have a problem and you go see a coach or a therapist or somebody that 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 gets your brain sort of saying, okay, I can do this now. Yes. And you start, you know, positive mental attitude in yourself, which is a great thing to do, but that's, but that's only one level of our creativity. And it tends to be very limited because it's very controlled by time and space and, mm. uh, and, and, and structure and what you've already done and your past and what you believe and all these things are stuck in that level. And so, Back in the 80s and 90s, it started shifting when chakras started appearing. People started going to yoga and started saying, wow, I've got these, I've got these energy centers, I've got more energy, I've got an energy field, 
wow, I'm going to find my energy field. And so, and so there's like maybe 4% of the people in the world or 4.999% of the people in the world that are, that are now at the second level of creation within us, which are understanding and, and relating to their energy system, their chakras and their chakras. And then they realize I'm not one thing. I'm not just a body with a brain. I'm a presence. I'm an emotional quality. I'm an, I'm my, I'm, I'm a specific kind of radiant sun and, and action in the world in the third chakra. So I am a person who attracts certain kinds of relationships and I, and I have a relationship world and I have a, I have a communication world. My fifth chakra has a communication world. My sixth chakra has this vision of my life or lack of vision of my life, but I have this, <laughs> I have this, this dim, dimension of my life. That's my vision. And then I have a, a connection to, to something way bigger than me. There's a spirit like the seventh chakra opens me up to this higher dimension of, of spirit. And I'm, all of a sudden I'm not just one person trying to get a job that pays well. I'm right. now a spiritual energy system that somehow has to come into balance with my body. And so the body has to start referring to the wounds, say in the heart or in the, you know, where you were uh, emotionally, uh, you know, neglected or something. And, and then you have to realize, Oh, these are old energy wounds. And if I do energy work, I can release that and I can mm-hmm. free my body up to have more energy so I can then be more successful in life. And these are, both very important ways to, to have success. The problem is, and now we're talking, we're talking about 98, 99% of people in the world are now in those categories. They're either living at survival and in, in body and mind, uh, or they are, um, and that can be very successful. I mean, billionaires live at level one, right? That's where they live. They're, they're like, that's, that's it's, it's your level of, of financial success has more to do with a higher purpose than it does, you know, whether, you know, you're doing the right thing in the world. Um, but, uh, but that's all sort of like collection and, and at the first level, you can tell your body what it's supposed to do and what it's supposed to be. And many, and oftentimes as children, we're taught that women are supposed to be soft and nice and caring and, and nurturing and men are supposed to be tough and strong. And that's, was, and that's the biggest problem we have in the world is that we're, <laughs> we didn't actually check in with what our bodies were designed to do. We're, 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 we're created to be. And what we're created to be is one of those five qualities we talked about, not, and, and whether you're a man or a woman is almost incidental compared to that deeper sort of knowing. And so levels three and four, and these are literally dimensions of consciousness. You can really feel how the body and the mind are sort of in this sort of solid dimension. And then your chakras <laughs> are in this, this sort of etheric dimension. We have this, we sort of have this energy body around us. Well, level mm-hmm. three and four are actually where the body, they're like the, the gravity, the, the consciousness, the, 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 the soul energy that creates the chakras and the body and, and physical form. So in, in quantum physics, they talk about there's a wave, which is everything in the universe. And then there's the, the particle, which is kind of like the thought, like when you, when you decide that when, when the universe decides it's going to create a planet, um, it, it, it pull literally creates out of nothing. It creates, you know, matter 
out of, out of that. And it uses gravity to pull that together. And so when people talk about um, law of attraction, you know, they're always like, well, I'm working on the law of attraction. And what you got to under, really understand is that at the third level, that's the, that's your literally the gravity that's holding your body together. You don't have to work on law of attraction. You are the law of attraction. You right. are, there's, there is no, your arm has never fallen off. It is, it is magnetized <laughs> to you. Right. You, and, and, and there's no difference between your arm and your purpose. There's no difference between your, your, your hand and your, on your heart chakra or your, or a thought that goes through your head. These are things that are mag that you are drawing that in. And, and so at this third and fourth level, and the third level is the level of why you're here. And, and they're literally, it is literally like a vertical, um, what the chakras hook into. If you, if you think about the energy body as being, uh, you know, the chakras coming out of your heart and out of this, well, at the center of, of your body is, a, is like a vertical line of energy. And that vertical line of energy is literally a gravity. It's like, a, it's like that called spiritual gravity. It's the, it's the line that, that pulls you out of the void, out of, in, out of, out of nothingness, and pulls mm. particles that create atoms, atoms create molecules, mo- you know, those molecules create organs, those organs, you know, create your body. And, and you are literally pulled together. And, and everything in the universe has one of these, what I call a life purpose line or a gravity line that's holding it together. And, wow. So that's and not the higher as, line or? That, that is the horror line. Yes. It, it, was, oh, okay. it, it, it is. It's the, it's, it's the horror line. And, and it's even more so that's like, yes, mm. the horror line, the martial arts horror line um, is this gravity line. And on it, there are, you have these contracts, which are a, per, a physical purpose and a spiritual purpose. So what you're going to do with that physical reality, your brain, your mind, your body, the kind of body you have, the everything is, is programmed into those points. And the, and the physical life purpose point is called the Dantian and the high thymus is the spiritual life purpose point. And that's like your, the, the, uh, um, it's the, um, it's like the emerald tablet that, that, uh, that they found, you know, in, in the temples. Uh, and it's really, it's about the, it's like your, everything about your life is written on that emerald tablet, everything you're supposed to do, everything you every choice you need to make in your life is all, is in there. And it's not, like it's not like it's not like a tablet that that you know you can write it down and say okay that's it that's my one thing it is one thing but it's one quality of expression that your unique body type which is going to be one of the five body types uh and five energy types are going to be able to express and at that level also is when you have enlightenment like we always think enlightenment is oh i'll see angels i'll do this but no enlightenment <laughs> Is at that is at that level when you realize that you are the perfect person in the perfect place at the perfect time to do the perfect thing, and mm. nobody can ever take that away from you because that that gravity that holds you together is the same thing that's holding the entire universe together. It's the same thing that holds a whole galaxy together. It's like you've got a little black hole in the middle of you, like in the middle of a galaxy. It holds the whole thing together and spins it. But you're spinning around the central axis, 
of your of your consciousness. And 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 there's you know so this is like one percent or less of the people in the world even know these levels exist. And what I found was was that was that if you don't know why you're here, you don't know why you have the body you have or the chakras you have, and therefore you don't know how to use them. And mm. you will maybe, like there's one out of 100 or one out of maybe 10,000 chance that you're going to choose the right thing. But the, the greatest thing, that, you know, the, the most common thing that I see is that people have no, they're not taught who they are. They're actually, when they are exhibiting those qualities as a child, they're often told that those are bad things to do. Right. <laughs> that they should, behave, yep. they should behave more like the family. Mm-hmm. Right. They should behave like a girl or a boy. You should wear pink or blue or whatever it is. And it's like, and, and we learn very quickly to reject. And that's what I call a vow. We literally vow not to be someone else, but to not be who we are. And when we do that, we get to this place that's termed the midlife crisis. And it's also <laughs> what, I, what I see, and, and was my 39 years old, I was perfectly right in the middle of the midlife crisis when I ended, ended up going to energy school. And I had to hide it from all my friends. I was like, oh, my God, you know, I can't be telling anybody about that. It's not like today. It's not like today when people say, oh, I'm doing yoga or I learned Reiki or did something. It's like, no, I had to, I had to hide that. Right. And, and, you know, in that, in that midlife crisis is actually when the soul, those levels three and four, start reminding you that only at levels one and two can you be anything you want to be. And it's actually not true in the hmm. whole picture because your purpose in life, this gravity line, it has given you a very specific driving force within you. And until you connect with that, how do you pick a relationship? You know, you have to pick it by who you think you ought to be with or what, a, you know, what, you, what society says is a good person to be with. How do you pick a job? Pretty much by money or by, mm. you know, by sheer luck. And so many people are living, you know, and are being faced right now with, with massive change that they didn't like their job anyway. Right? And they're like, <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I really didn't like what I was doing anyway, but I, you know, but if I could change it, what would I, what would I change it to? And, and, you know, one of the problems that people have, um, and I was, and people are like, well, I'm not ready to do your school yet because I've got to get this, you know, business going. And I was like, you, you do understand that if you don't know who you are and you pick a business that you think ought to work for you, it's mm-hmm. going to take you a minimum of five to 10 years to figure out whether you made the right choice. Wow. Wouldn't that be better? Really long. Right. It takes a long time. I mean, you can, you can pretty much sense when something, you know, work, but you're, you're, when you start out something new, you're always so enthusiastic about it. It's like, I'm so, um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this work. And you do it. And after a while you realize I don't have natural enthusiasm for this, which enthusiasm is the sense of the third and fourth level. When you are living at that level, when you're doing what you're born to do, you have infinite energy for it. Oh my gosh. So, I, I, that is so true, Reese. I, I, I used to be really good at forcing 
things like when people would say, oh, you know, things will work like something bad would happen, you know, in the past of it, something, oh, it'll work out. And I'd be in, secretly in my mind going, dang, straight, it's going to work out because I'm going to make it work. Right. Like that's my was my right. before. And now it's yeah. sort of like, I mean, maybe it's still not fully balanced, but I just love so much of what I do I get inspired and you know so it's not work it's like play for me although somebody on the outside looking in go wow she's gonna burn herself out like she's like working so hard but it's not really work to me it's just fun yes it's work but it's it's fun work not like how I used to force things so I hear you I totally agree yeah and that's and and that was I mean that was I would say that sort of like that quiet desperation I was having in my 30s where I'm successful and yet empty um, mm. was that realization that I had become a workaholic yep. because, because creating something in your energy body that doesn't belong takes all of your energy. And whether it's a job yep. or a relationship or, or the way you're treating your body. And, and I mean, some people are like, well, I'm a triathlete. I'm, you know, these super achievers. It's like, how can that be bad? I'm, I'm pushing my body to its extreme. No, you're killing your body. You didn't, you're not listening to your body at all. Your brain that doesn't really feel anything is telling you what you ought to do based on a societal norm or an ego ideal or something that you're, that you're hoping you can you can then say to your grandchildren, I was that when I was a kid, rather than, <laughs> you know, rather than sitting with your grandchildren and being what they need to see at least one adult do in their lifetime, which is just mm. love being themselves and mm. have their heart wide open and, and, and enjoy the moment rather than be what you're supposed to be. So, yeah. So, yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, that's really big. It's really, it's really important that, that we realize that, that if life is a lot of, it's, if life is a ton of work, you're, you're not bringing your whole self to it. And so if we're going to talk about, you know, we're talking about the business today, um, you know, and, and, and my book, the power of purpose in business, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the basic elements of, uh, of businesses to, is you're going to need to have a clear purpose for business, and um, and and you have to and you have to feel it on the inside rather than think about what might work. You know, so there's so many people, um, you know, doing uh, you know quick fix online, learn to learn to sell online, do that sort of stuff. Oh my and, gosh! Yes. And, yes. And even, oh, this is quick money. Can, this is really good. This is a great opportunity. Go ahead. I mean, not even business. They go like, go ahead and right. get into, you better get into Bitcoin now because of this, 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 right? <laughs> right. Or, and I was like, I'm right. sorry, but I'm just not resonating with that. I just can't force myself to do something because my, my brain says, oh, it's a good idea. You know, I just, right. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, totally. And, and it's, and, you know, and that's, and it's like, you're, we're in life for the long run and, mm. and we tend, we tend to at the, at the, you know, at, the, at level one physical and mental, we're living in a survival mind. We're hoping mm. we're thinking, what do I need to do right now? And so right. we'll make choices that end up being lifelong choices that, that end up making us sick. And so, you know, you know, the, we're talking about business right now, but basically your health is based on the choices you make in your life. 
your choices you make in your life come from a deeper wisdom of who you are at levels three and four, which is life purpose level. And I didn't talk about the, the fourth level, which is the soul level, which is even the sort of like the, your character. It's this, it's this part of you that if you're, you know, I would say if your grandmother were here in the room or your great grandmother here in the room who saw you when you first came out and were first little baby, you know, she would shake her little bony finger at you and say, you haven't changed one bit because <laughs> you haven't, you know, and that's, and that's the, the most important thing you need to understand is that you haven't changed one bit. You, you've, you, you haven't, you're not going to evolve your character. You, you, you evolve your, 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 um, your spirit. You, you evolve your energy. You, you raise your energy field by, by aligning it more with a soul purpose. And so this is one of the, this is one of the things that's happening right now. People are looking and saying, you know, I want to really align myself with, um, you know, my life, and my message and my mission and my vision with a deeper soul purpose. And, and so when you're thinking about a, a what a soul purpose is, um, the, you know, there's, there's, there's six, the, the, it, it's like your soul purpose is, is ultimately mastery. When you think about a, a martial arts master or, a, or, mm-hmm. you know, or, a, you know, whatever, and, and, and you know, the, the, uh, the artist, uh, you know, anybody who's a master, you know, you look at, um, you know, Roger Federer, I think is a master in, in, in tennis and playing tennis. And, and they found that they Bruce have Lee. a very unique, Bruce Lee, right, exactly. A, a, a very unique body and mind, okay, that they needed to master. And they needed to master their type. So, so if Bruce Lee had decided that he was going to be a pro football player, right? A pro American football player. He would have gotten crushed. He was a little guy, right? He would have been a total failure at it, right? Even though he would have been fast and quick and good and he would have been able to leap up and down, they would have just put him under the thumb and squished him, right? And so this is what we, this is what we're all missing is that you can't do something you aren't, you don't have the body to do. You don't have the energy to do. And so the first place you need to become aware of is your, is your body, and so I've six. I've I've got. I'm actually going to share a um, a little. That'll, that'll be our 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 freebie. I'll I'll share a link to um, um, uh, six steps um, a video. I'll, I'll and I'll, I'll and and there's six steps to mastery, and um, and the first step is mastering your body. And to master your body, you have to decide what kind of body do I have, and. And you have to look at it really seriously because we have people that are born with these, you know, like, like, like for you, you, you have the knowledgeable achiever and the charismatic leader. You were born with a body that's here to perform powerful, smart, disciplined, focused, contained, and, and also, you know, can, can explode. You've got all of that. And probably growing up, you were also taught that one of those was okay. Probably being a good achiever for a girl is okay, but being a pushy, you know, somebody that's going to punch out someone else or, or push them down or take their place or, you know, be the boss or, you know, do something like that. Not okay. 
And mm-hmm. so, and so you need to get realize that you've got a body type that has a certain amount of energy, outgoing energy, internal energy. And, and you also have this deep sensitivity, which goes along with that charismatic, with your leader quality, with that strong quality is also amazingly your sensitivity. Um, but, but if you look at your body type, do you have a body that is very dynamic? Um, if you're a straight leader, your body is very dynamic, tends to, if you lift weights, you build muscles very quickly. Um, you tend to have more of a V shape, wide shoulders, thin waist. That would um, be my husband. Um, yep. So you got that strength of, they're very up, you know, energies up in the shoulders and very sort of more flexible in the hips. Um, and, and, uh, and so they, they have that, that's, that's the body type. And so you have to understand what body type were you born with? Does it have a physical dynamic to it? And, and so, and so is it, is it highly energized and, 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 and expansive like the leader or highly energized and focused? So then the achiever body tends to be also can be tall, can come in, come in lots of different heights, but basically very evenly balanced, strong, yep, that's me. Uh, disciplined, uh, back nice and straight, tend to not need a chiropractor that often until they're doing a lot of work and then they get lower back pain um, because they also held back on their emotions uh, in the lower back. Um, but, that, but that more sort of like they're, they're very evenly balanced, strong legs, strong arms, everything is in balance and proportion in them. And then, and then, so, so what kind of body? Because that, that body is going to be the one that's in it for the long run. That's the one that's disciplined can, and it's not going to be, you know, they're going to, they're going to show up for practice every day. They're going to study when they need to study. They're going to do what they need to do. Whereas the more dynamic person, ah, you know, I'm not today. I'm not doing that today. I'm going to, you know, if I, yeah. can, if, I can, if I can win, <laughs> if I can win without, Without a whole lot of a lot of practice, I'm doing it anyway. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any more than I have to do because they understand energy. They understand the value of 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 winning and power and that sort of thing. So 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 do you have that kind of body? Do you have that kind of energy? And then and then there are the people that have the kind of body that what we call the team player body, where they are much stronger just physically. They've got thicker calves, thicker legs. Uh, they, they tend to be uh, more apple shaped. They're going to have, they're going to put on weight just sort of, um, whereas the leaders can be, the leader can gain a lot of weight and lose a lot of weight. Uh, they can be really, really skinny at part of their lives and really, really overweighted part of their lives and then go back and forth. And they're the ones that they're the ones that gain a hundred pounds in a year and lose a hundred pounds in a year. And they, they can do that because they're leaders. They're, they're like, they're like method actors. They can do anything. Um, mm. but for the team player, they tend to carry more weight because their purpose in life is to be the ground for a family for they literally are here to carry that, that, that burden, that weight, that sort of like, I'm here to, to be that warm loving and they tend to give great hugs. They tend to have very warm bodies um, and they are, and they tend to be much more square in the body and, 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 you know, carry some, carry extra weight, especially in the middle, in the middle of the body. Um, yeah. They give great hugs. The they're, like, the they're, they're like a big bear. Right. Big like bear, a big bear big hug. Huggy, yeah. <laughs> yes. And they, and they have that kind of body. And so, and so, 
if you have that kind of body and then someone told you that you're supposed to be a, you know, uh, you know, some kind of a, of a, of a, you know, of, of an athlete and get trim and everything, you know, it may lead to, you know, eating disorders, you know, trying to, trying to make your body be something that it isn't. And mm. so, and so they have that natural body type and that natural body type, of course, is open to relationship, open to the heart, open to the giving, open to all of that, um, you know, kind of, kind of connection. So, so what kind of body do you have? And then, and then if you're the, the person that's the deep emotional person that you talked about as your, as your helper was, um, uh, as your, you know, your, 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 uh, service person, uh, was, uh, that body tends to be very, very soft. So you don't have any fast twitch muscles like the, like the, uh, like the leader does who can lift and build up muscles very quickly there, you know, you can, you could lift all, you know, first of all, you wouldn't want to lift because you don't like that kind of thing. You don't want to be, you know, doing it. You like slow yoga, right? You're an emotional, your, your body, your body, it's physical form processes energy, just like the other ones do in a very specific way to serve your purpose in life. And so if you have a soft body, soft muscles, you know, sort of, you know, relaxed, uh, you know, sort of, you know, you know very uh, gentle, quiet type of body, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you may have, um, um, you know, you may do things like, you know, your exercise would be yoga or walking in the woods or sitting quietly or reading, but that's the kind of, of world you, you're here to create. And, right, so um, it's not, not so, so that, much CrossFit. <laughs> not, no, not CrossFit. And and yet, and 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 we and we we keep, we keep we're going to keep going back to the to the leaders um, because they because they have huge energy, also deep, you know, super sensitive to to what you know because they've got to be the ones that kind of see what's going on in the world. Is there danger in the world? Is there something going on? Do I have to? Do I have to? How do I have to lead? they also are super sensitive, like the emotional intelligence specialist. And so they will often say, well, I'm a super sensitive person. That's what I am. I'm super sensitive. Um, and, 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 and they, and they try to become that super sensitive person, right. Or, or they're, or they're taught that, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a caretaker. I caretake people, but, but, and so they will actually take on some of those body types um, and have that body type uh, so we're going to come back to them in each one because because charismatic leaders might be saying, oh, I'm definitely that one. Oh no, I'm definitely this one. Oh no, I'm definitely that one because you the the charismatic leader because their body tends to be more flexible and dynamic. Mm. They can uh, have the body type of 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 a different profile, and then we'll talk about sort of the the intention behind that. Um, but uh, but then the final the fifth one is the is this creative person. The creative people tend to be very tall and thin. Um, they tend to be either long distance runners or uh, swimming or things like that. For me, it was tennis. I had, cause I had a combination of both the, you know, sort of, you know, each of us have all of those qualities within us in some way, but I've got a strong charismatic leader secondary quality, which gave me a little more juice uh, for, and, and, uh, and physical power. So I could be that athlete. Um, but I couldn't be the great athlete, right? I couldn't be mm. the, you know, the world class. I was competing 
you know, uh, in, uh, in the, in the juniors, uh, you know, with, with my, the people I was losing by like, you know, like by a tiebreaker or two, um, you know, ended up going to top 20 in the world. And I, you know, was, you know, I don't know. That's pretty darn good. Back in, thousands <laughs> back in the world. But, but I was competing at that level, but I wasn't, but I didn't have the killer instinct because the next level up from the juniors and, and college is, is absolutely just having, you know, that charismatic leader, gladiator kind of, this yeah. is, you know, I, I, I win when I win. I, 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 Venus know, like Williams. Life or death. <laughs> there's a life or death kind of an element to the leader, uh, which I didn't have, but, but the creative is very tall and thin. Um, uh, they can be double jointed. They can, then they tend to be energetically very vertically focused. So they're, so there may be a little head tilt uh, because they're thinking all the time. They're up, they're up with their energy and they're not in their bodies lean to, to send energy up to, you know, to move up, up literally up into spirit and access information from spirit that, that, um, you know, that, that needs to be brought into the world, the Einsteins of the world, you know, there's this, uh, you know, mm. the bringing down these, these brilliant ideas. And so, so the first place that each of us have to look is how are you wired physically? And then you have to then say, okay, so if you've got that body, how is that body wired emotionally? And are you wired with strength and drive and discipline? Like you said, it's like, you're like, you've got passionate about things. Okay. Um, you know, and you, and you just put, put the, put the pedal down and you went for it. Well, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of passion. And mm-hmm. uh, whereas the knowledgeable achiever, um, you know, might be more disciplined and they show up, they work hard. Uh, but there's a, but there's a sort of like a balance to, to that. And, and so how do they use their emotions? The, the, the charismatic leaders use their passion to get where they're going. The achievers use, uh, they contain their emotions and focus their energy until the job's done. So they don't get to play until the job's done. And so they, so they tend to contain their emotions. The, the, the deep feeler, I mean, the, the caretakers, the caretakers are, are emotionally connected to your emotions. It's like, how, like, how are you feeling? I don't know. How are we feeling? How, their, their emotions aren't, they don't even feel their own emotions. They feel your emotions and then their emotions help you and they want to, so they emotionally want to help you by feeling mm. what you need. And so, mm-hmm. and so their emotional world is that. And then, and so then we go, and then we go into the, into deep feelers who are all emotion and they're, and so their emotions are about, sensitivity to to the environment to somebody's feelings to oh what you said to me you know that was that was that was very painful or oh I could feel the love in your voice I could feel and they're they're there to feel and help all the rest of us that aren't as sensitive to feel these more more subtle shifts in the energy field which they which they feel and then the creative people um feel and by the way these all, all of these even the, the knowledgeable achievers even though they contain their feelings they feel what's right okay the creative <laughs> idealist feels thoughts they feel ideas they feel it's like a lightning bolt comes into their head they're like oh my god and they feel spirit in a way that is direct it's just like a direct download. They're like, oh, that's what it is. 
you know, it's like I, when I when I realized that there are these four dimensions of creative force within us. That didn't. I mean, I felt it in my body. I felt it as I was developing, you know, my my energy body. But it was a it was a vision that I had. My creative idealist has a vision, and then it just and then it comes down into form, and and so and so each of these. Well, then, so these are your first two. You have to know what kind of body you have, what kind of emotions you have. Um, and then you have to know, basically, if you've got a certain body and a certain level of emotions, what are you going to prioritize your life around? What are you going to do with your time? And if you're a leader and you're always caretaking everybody else and not leading the way you want to lead, you're not going to be a happy person. How do you use your time in the world? So that's really the third level of, of mastery. The master knows that I, I've been given this body and this emotional capacity and this mental capacity and this, and this, and this uh, you know, body, mind, and emotions that's very unique to doing something good in this direction, and you make that choice. And so then when you really realize why you're here in that way and, and what you want to spend time doing because it's what really – feeds you and what feeds the world that your, your, those are your natural gifts. Um, then you come into relationship with other people, right? Because of course, what would the number one thing you'd want to do with your time is be with people. And, and each of the profiles, of course, will have different things they want to use their time for. Leaders want to lead. Achievers want to achieve. Uh, caretakers want to <laughs> caretake and help other people. Deep feelers want right. to have just deep feelings and good conversation. And, and creative people want to come up with new ideas. And so that's what they want to do with their time. And so who would you want to be with in your life? Well, if you know the first three, you'll know exactly who you want to be with. People that love what you love to spend time doing. But we don't, do, mm. but we don't make the choice that way. We make our choice based on, oh, well, this person's a good person because everybody says they're a good person. And this is, I'm, I'm supposed to be like this. And we don't know these parts about ourselves. So we can't make a choice in our relationships. But so each, so the charismatic leader wants a relationship that supports them in being all they can be, right? The achiever wants to be in relationship with somebody who creates a beautiful, graceful environment with them and, and has a good, you know, a good life, a good, a good balance in life, right? They want balance in their life. Um, the caretaker wants to support somebody who needs them to help them be as good as they can be in their life. So they love, they love the charismatic leaders. They love to get together with them. They want to be in relationship with those people. The deep feeler wants to, wants to be in relationship with people who, who give them a place that they can have their quietness, their safety. So they love the knowledgeable achievers, right? So they love getting together with the knowledgeable achievers. They, they find that that, controlled environment that that you know that sort of like container allows them to relax and and to and let their water which is their element sort of settle into this nice beautiful uh you know vase so to speak and Mm. and they can and they can live in that and so they so they look for people that support them in being who they love to be okay and then the creative people they pretty much just need more creative people. They love other, you know, it's like they, <laughs> really? they, they, yeah, yeah. They need, they need someone who sees it like it's, it can, can entertain their crazy ideas. 
and and so they and so they need that uh, that that that's what they need in the relationship, and so and so and then once you develop a mastery in relationship, then, and this is where the power of purpose and business came from. Once I have mastered my relationships and who I want to who I am and who I want to be with and how I want to be in that relationship, well my clients should be those exact same people, mm. right? Why would I ever mm-hmm. want clients that, don't, that I don't enjoy being with? And it doesn't mean that you can't work with all kinds of people, but you need to be able to create a business that you deliver this beautiful gift of relationship that you know how to give your heart your heart needs to be in your business. And that kind of heart, if you're a creative person like for me, I work with every level, of course. I, I run an energy school. We, we have, you know, every year we have about 120 students in the program. I've got 30 teachers that work with me. And many of them are charismatic leaders, knowledgeable achievers, team players. And so they're not just my ideal sort of mate, but all have a real need in their lives, a real, a real calling to some kind of higher wisdom to help them understand their life situation in a, very, in a new way, in a higher way, in a way that, that can create better relationships for them, create better health, create jobs that, and, and, and careers that's, that, that they're proud of, that, they, that serve them and energize them rather than just something they're doing for work. And so, and so I know my part in what I'm going to deliver rather than it's a job, just, you know, just like, just like corporate, corporate America for forever, where there's a job and there's 10 people signing up for the job and it's just like, whichever one they thought they could train the fastest to do that work got the job rather than there's 10 people that are applying. What are these 10 people's gifts? That's what they're going to make me the most money at. That's what they're going to excel in. That's what, that's what's really going to change the, the culture within the environment. And so, and so corporations have gotten into Myers-Briggs and DISC and Enneagram and they've and they're making people take these tests, but they're not, these, these tests aren't actually testing for anything that I've been talking about. Those tests hmm. are testing for behavior, right? Ah, Those are behavioral okay. studies. Those are behavioral studies that, that therapists, that there was no, nobody who understands energy at all ever was part of those, a part of those systems. These are behavior systems. And of course, what we found out when we were little as a child and we, and we stood up there and said, here I am. And they said, no, you're not. This is what you wanted to be. <laughs> we found out that our behavior from almost the word go has lied to us about who we are. And we convinced ourselves that we were who we were supposed to be. And so if you take any of those other profile assessments and, and use them as a system, they agree with you. <laughs> right? Oh, the okay, problem okay. Is, is that you have no idea who you are. You're just pretending, and then mm. the system agrees with you. And so now, so now you get the double wound. Now you, now you're convinced you're that thing when you really have to feel it energetically. And you can only know your purpose by feeling it. You can never think it. 
And, Got and it. so this is this this is the the difference is why when I went to energy school, I realized, oh, it's energy's primary. Your body and life and chakras are secondary. We're using them as primary and then mm. trying to force them into trying to be something, succeed at something, success. You know, I, I really, you know, consider, uh, you know, that, that what I do is I activate sort of the highest potential in people. And I always have, as a, as a tennis pro, I did the same thing. I never talked to people the same way because I was like, well, each one, you know, it's like this person will never win in, in singles, but they'll be a great doubles player. And I didn't know that I was actually looking at the soul quality within people. Oh, and, and of course, okay. great, of course, great managers and great leaders do this innately. It's, it's what we are. It's not like it's, it's not like this information that I have isn't out there. It's in everybody and we all know it. And so when I, talk to people, um, you know, and share with people about who they are in front of other people, the other people go, oh, yeah, I see that in them. I've always seen that in them. What? Oh, my God, how did you know that? And it's like, it's because you're not trained to look at what's real. You're trained to look at the surface. You're trained to look at the behavior. And so, right. and so, this, so, so this whole system of, of then creating work Okay, that serves you. Well, think about then the highest level of mastery is your spiritual practice. And what is and what do most people do for their spiritual practice? Meditate, I guess. They try to escape their life. They try to escape their body and their mind. They try to escape their emotions. They try to escape the choices they have to make. They try to escape their relationships and they try to escape their work. Huh. Because none of those first five aligned with their soul's purpose. If all five of those things aligned with your soul purpose, your spiritual practice would be all five. All the time. Right. Yes. I, you you said this so well, Reese. I, because I, I see so many people go, well, when I, when my body feels, you know, when I'm, when I'm healed, I'm going to do my soul mission then, right? <laughs> you know, or when I get a better job, then I'm going to really get into, then I'll go in and really, you know, spend time in my spiritual practice, which is really what I want to do. So I hear that a lot. Right. Yes. Mm. And, 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 and so, and so, and, and really spiritual practice is code word for escaping the family. Right. I'm going, I'm going to my spiritual practice. I have my spiritual practice room. Leave me alone. Right. It's like, Oh my God, that's the worst thing you can. And and I'm not, listen, I meditate multiple times, sometimes a day. I definitely meditate every morning for at least an hour, hour and a half. And it's huge to access your, the void that is your essence. Right. It's huge because that's where you create yourself from. It's important yes. to reconnect with your essence over and over and over again. But if you're doing it to escape, it's the opposite of what's supposed to happen. Spiritual practice is your life. That yes. life gravity, that gravity line I talked about, that vertical line of energy that comes up through the center of your body, okay, that's really sort of like the, the place where the soul enters the universe, right? So the soul enters the universe with a thought and that thought has an intention. That intention creates the, this gravity line down the middle of you. It's a martial artist train uh, in Japan called the Hara line. Um, and then 
out of that, it creates a torus field because that any vertical electrical electromagnetic current creates a field around it. That field around it are your chakras. And, and so it, it comes into being and one of those chakras happens to be in our universe, a solid matter. So your first chakra is a part of that purpose. That's why I was saying that you can't have a purpose you don't have a body for. And if you're trying, like I did, I'm a creative, I know I give some charismatic leader, but I'm a creative guy and I tried to be a world-class athlete. And then I was, and then I also got my second degree black belt in martial arts, 25 years of martial arts. And I was trying to be a tough guy. I tried to be that. And I could, and I, and I, it wasn't until sort of, I realized there are, there are these leaders that were in there that are natural born fighters. And, you know, like for instance, I used to spar with Joe Rogan. I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Rogan, but, um, but his, <laughs> okay. but, but he, he was, he was, uh, you know, he, he has a big radio show now. Um, but he was a, a, a international, uh, you know, champion fighter from our, from the school I went to is one of the top schools in the world. And, um, and I would go to sparring class on the weekends and there he'd be, uh, he and this other guy, Andre, who were all both, you know, you know, amazing, real born fighters born to fight mm. and um and uh um and the way he approached when we would spar it was just i was just i felt lucky i just felt every time i was done it was like you had to kind of move around and spar with different people every time i got out of that alive i was always like, oh my god <laughs> i don't have i don't have any of that in me any of that what he has that's a, that's a hard wired energy within him that, that that's what he's born to do. And, and so, you know, that idea inside of me that every man should be like, like double Oh seven, you know, and a tough guy and everything was just this lie I was told. And then, and I'm told the lie that that's what men should be. And then the second thing, and women are told the same dumb things in, in a different way. Uh, you know, and then, and then the second lie you're told is that you can become anything you want to become. And the truth is, is that you can't. You can only become one thing. And that's mastery. And mastery means you, you go inside to find the one thing, not to cope with all the dumb things you're doing in your life. Yes. You find yeah. that one, and when you find the one thing, it, it then inspires you in that day to express that quality. And, this, and the closest thing I could get to this one thing are these, are these five profiles. These are these five soul qualities. And these, aren't, these are like different species. And you know that <laughs> the, person who's, the person who is an achiever can never be the super soft feeler, right? They're just not going to get there. They're going to be like, oh, I'm definitely feeling that. Ouch. You know, rather than, oh, I'm so feeling that. That's so deep. That's so right. So, so let's do, I don't know, what's our time here? Um, oh, can well, we do a, well do, we're exactly at 111, <laughs> which okay. I love. Um, right. uh, uh, some more which people joined us number. on the phone. Yes, it is. Uh, I just wanted to remind people, if you, wa- if you want to um, have, uh, you know, Reese check in with, you know, what's going on with, you know, you and your life, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190. And the, the book, you can uh, check it out at Power of Business. 
businessandbusiness.com. So powerofpurposeandbusiness.com. And there's a, a free gift there. Um, you can order your copy from uh, Amazon and come back and get the free gift. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that bonus meditation, Reese, while people are um, putting in questions. Well, why don't I do this? Why don't I, why don't I do a little meditation for them right now? Do we have time? Uh, yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Okay. Let's, so before they ask questions, I want them to feel, I want them to feel what, um, hang on, let me take my headset off here. So now I'm on speaker. Um, so I use, there's lots of, I use lots of different, uh, I mean, in a, in a three-year training in energy medicine, I, I do hundreds of different uh, healing modalities to get people, because healing is ultimately we call, you know, people are like, well, I don't, I don't need to be healed. Um, healing is, is feeling that poor quality within you that's never been sick. So at levels three and four, you've never been sick. You've never had a problem. You've never been off track. You have this wisdom, this, this wisdom, this knowing, this sense of, of unbendable, non-negotiable presence that mm. at the chakras, which the wind blows and the chakras blows, you know, in your body level, you get sick, you get, you know, you get, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your life, you get divorced, you get fired, all in, at, at, at that level, chakras and your body are where the mess is. Trying to, trying to heal your body from the mess <laughs> is, is not a good idea. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like um, going further into the hurricane rather than trying to find the eye of it. Uh, to, to, to try to try to get out of it. So, um, mm-hmm. so we're, so the goal is to access something deep within you. So let me, um, I'm going to play a crystal bowl, which is one of the ways that, that I um, work with people and very quickly will give you a feeling. So anybody who's listening, um, I'm going to play the bowl and just allow yourself to feel anything that comes up when this bowl plays and, and it'll go right through your speaker. part of your body and so now just make a note of where you felt that what did that feel like was there emotion with it what part of your body was that did it make you aware of what was it doing and now really quickly I'm going to take you on a little visual trip here I want you to go back into your childhood just go back imagine where you were say in your between the ages of four and ten, say. And I want you to think about where you love to go and play, maybe on your own. Maybe it was like your place that you enjoyed playing. 
you enjoyed sort of just like that was your thing could be out in the woods it could be you know a little crawl space in the house uh, in your in your room um you know it could be a baseball field or a um, you know, you could, you know, someplace you went and read your books, it could be up in a tree, it could be the beach, where did you love to go, it's just like, that was it, and you were, you were so, just like, you couldn't wait to get there, and when you were there, it's just like, time just stood still. I want you to go there right now. And even if you can't think of the perfect place, go to, go to some place that you really loved as a kid. And now just feel what what it is what does it feel like to be there? Don't just don't watch yourself there. Be there. Be in it. Feel it in your whole body. And what are you doing there? Are you reading? Are you looking at the sky? Are you watching the clouds? Are you are you a pirate on a rock? You know, are you are you creating something? You know, are you playing with friends? Are you dancing? What are you doing there? And then I just want you to take a deep breath in and Come on back. And so as we're thinking about how you're going to maybe make this shift into a new career or into the career that you were born to have, (laughs) how are we going to do that? And we're going to use this. So this was, so what you felt right then, was not something you expected to feel, right? Because you weren't expecting me to even play a bowl. And, <laughs> um, and, then, and then on top of that, you then had this memory of something that you loved to do when you were young, just loved, loved, loved it. So, so we're going to combine those two things uh, to, to help you access this deeper wisdom within you which is really the levels you just actually love, you actually access levels three and four just then. Okay. Ooh, yeah. And you felt it through, you felt it through your body and through your chakras, but you felt those levels. Those were, those were, there was somehow what you just felt in a way was a truth. So, um, so let's, let's start. Is it, if, and, and, and Karen, if they don't call in, you know, you can share yours and we can, we can start with that. Um, but if anybody, yeah, sure. If anybody in, wants to share theirs, uh, please put your hand up. Eight one eight five one four eleven ninety. Hit one. So we have some people here don't want to put their hands up yet. But, and I'm sorry the chat is not working today. And I know there's a bunch of people online. I apologize that the we can't. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to share mine, uh, Reese, if that was okay. Sure. Um, yeah. So the minute you played the bowl, I felt like this huge wave of energy. Interestingly, from the left side of me to the Sorry, to the from the right side of me to the left, and then but it was just vibrating my entire body almost evenly. <laughs> uh, interestingly, nice. um, yeah. Yep. And then uh, as a kid, I had so many different uh, possibilities. But w- the first thing that came to mind was there was a park called Lions Park near our house, and uh, we couldn't get a, go there that often. But I just begged my parents, could we please go there? Because 
I love the the spiral. It was the only park in our area that had like a uh, a spiral slide, and then it had a um, a creek. And then I loved having those little nets and tried to like catch minnows because I thought that was just so cool. <laughs> so I could stay there like forever, like in in that in that park. Um, so that was a lot of fun back in the day. Nice, nice. So um, so that's awesome. So now so now you had that, that so those two experiences. Um, uh, you want to? So I want you to think about um so one of the things that that learning how to learning how to understand your energy body is very important because when i played that bowl um you felt what your energy body was calling you to do now that that bowl happened to be the heart bowl so i used the heart bowl the the mm. you know the the fourth chakra bowl because that's really you want to you want to love the work that you do you want to love what you're doing and um and your um and your energy body, so the right side of your body is the masculine, and right. the left side is the feminine. Okay, and so and so the masculine is going to be more like your we talked about your achiever, right? That's your mm-hmm. doer, and um, and it's going to do the right thing. It's going to get the job done. It's going to overwork. Um, and when it moved into the feminine, and your new book is. Uh, sensitivity is your superpower. <laughs> right, right. Um, you're, as you move into the sensitivity of the feminine, you then start playing a lot more, like like the spiral slide. The spiral slide mm-hmm. is, is the, uh, you know, that's like that's like the chakra. So so you're so you're realizing that um, that this the that basically everything in the universe is inspired. It's so interesting that you said, first of all, it's Lion's Park, which is, which is like Lion's Park. That's a big, big power, uh, um, you know, name. Uh, so there's your charismatic leader, but <laughs> you like you, you love the spiral slide because mm-hmm. think about it. Everything in the universe is, a, is in some kind of a spiral, right? Right. All of creation is created by spiraling energy. You know, everything spirals. So when you're when that life purpose line comes down inside of you, your energy spirals. As a child, you knew sort of like there's power in this, in this, and it, and there's a game in it. It's like this is fun. It's like I want to mm-hmm. I want to spin. I want to I want to go. And then and then your second thing was that you loved. I mean, back then it wasn't people, but it was it was like nature, and you were like over in the creek. In the flow of the water, right? right. Second, all this, all this feeling, all the sensitivity. You love the water, and inside the water are these little creatures, are these little minnows, and you could spend all day long catching minnows. Well, you know. So now, when we look at what you're doing for work, it's pretty much in alignment with that, right? So you you're shifting from that strong side of you that could just get the job done to feeling your way through things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and your and, and ultimately what you, your secret place, I call that your secret place, your goal in life, real mastery is making everything in your life, your secret place. Mm. And so you wanted to go to the park and you love that slide, which is, and you probably loved everything about all the things in there. And there was, you know, you could do these things there. 
And, and it also had this, all of the elements in there for you. Okay, the activity, the fun, the swirling, the, the, the going fast, right? And then also the quiet, the subtle, the river, the stream, the, you know, the, the little minnows, the little, because everybody who's calling in today, these are your minnows, right? <laughs> this, is, this is it. You're, you're, catching, you're catching minnows. Right. I was I, one, of, one of my places was um, uh, I, I used to love to create superheroes, you know, I, and I'd make them out of sticks and rocks and things. I was like, and this one does this and this one does that. And this one flies and this one. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's what I was. That's what I do with people now. I, oh. I call forward their superhero quality and, and acknowledge that in them and, and validate in that, that in them. So that's, uh, so cool. that's, awesome. that's, that's so great. We have one person that put their hand up. Okay. So <laughs> let's do it. So, awesome. Great. So I'm going to unmute you. Uh, Eric code three, one, five. And Hi, you can tell us Pat. your first name. Hey, Pat, what did you get? Hi, how are you, Dr. Cameron? Good. Thank you. Great to hear your voice. Well, I thought everybody would be putting their hands up today. You're the first one. This was, <laughs> this was amazing. Well, I'll tell you, it's not what I would have expected, but, um, at first, I felt it from my third eye to my heart chakra, and I felt this amazing. I've often observed this, but I felt this amazing alignment with my soul. Um, then when you had us go to our early childhood or, you know, mid, early to mid-childhood, I saw yeah. myself teaching and helping the children, and that's pretty much my thing stick in life but then when you had us go more to our favorite places I saw parks friends houses and the street and I really my favorite place was skateboarding or bike riding on the street and that's where I met ended up being skating on the street and feeling more free than I've ever felt before and what was I doing? I was observing the neighborhood and the environment. And my friends were there, but they were all kind of following, if you know what I mean. I was, they weren't yeah. really in my line of sight. <clears throat> yeah. I, nice. Okay. Wow, that's great. So, that's yeah, beautiful. what a free feeling that was, you know? What an amazing yeah. experience. So, so, um, so now, so just in this, you know, so everything, so everything's a fractal of everything is a fractal of everything. So every feeling that you have that comes not from your brain, your brain creates a linear, uh, everybody's brain creates a linear memory of the past that really isn't part of any, any creative force. Okay. Amazingly, the brain doesn't, isn't actually how we create, we create through our energy body. But when you, when I played these, when I played the bowls and then you sort of naturally sort of rolled back in your, in your mind to who you were, what came up were these things that you hadn't pre-planned. And when things come naturally, when they, when they come like that, that's, that's actually what meditation is. This is what, that's what a real meditation is. And from that, you start building an awareness of who you truly are. And it sounds like you have a good idea. You know, you've been a teacher, but I want to add into it that, um, so of, of those five characters, which one would you see yourself as the leader, the achiever, the caretaker, the deep feeler, or the creative? 
Well, I tend to be those last three, but I stay out of all three. <laughs> I'm laughing I'm, because I know Pat fairly well, Reese. Okay. So <laughs> she's a so character. The, so, yeah, but but she sees herself. She's not going to admit that though. And the deep feeling, <laughs> and the creative, right? Um. Yes, very deep feeling. I feel other people's pain, right. emotion. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and so and so this is really good because there's lots of uh, a lot of charismatic leaders, um, uh, you know. That's why you follow Karen as well as you know in our part or in Karen's on Karen's team. Um, uh, there's a there's there's a deep 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 feeling quality within the within the leader. Um, but I want you to think about um, I want you to think about that the third eye is sort of like you have a very piercing third eye. It's like you see immediately what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and when you, and the, of course that was the heart bowl. And when you connect that, when you connected that um, vision with people, with the, your, your compassion, your, the depth of, of, of intimate connection you, you enjoy with people that aligned you with as much as you could say, well, I don't, I mean, I just, it felt like I was aligning with my soul at that moment. And it's like, and that, and I know that that's just a feeling that you had, but that feeling is ultimately, if you were taking a business for yourself, you've got to make sure that that's, that's what's in there. And so, and so you teach and, and what, what kind of teaching do you do? Well, I was mostly a counselor my whole life, but teaching uh, things like child development, psychology, study skills, and social skills, and health. Nice. Health, yes. Yeah. And so, and so, the, and so that, that vision, that quick mind that you have, you know, that immediately can connect through the heart, that, of course, connected with children. And it was funny that you saw yourself as a child teaching the other children. But when you, but when you went to sort of like what you enjoyed the most, it was being free. Mm-hmm. And letting others follow you, not you necessarily taking care of them. You showed them how to do it. You were the That's one that true. was going the fastest, on the skateboard, on the bike, and they weren't out in front of you. They were following you behind because you were doing something so cool and so fun. Hmm. I love it, Pat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, and. And the thing is, the thing that you, the thing that you are going to, are, 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 you know, like I said, we've all been programmed by our, usually by our, just by our, um, uh, you know, but whether we're a man or a woman and women are taught the best thing you can do is take care of other people. And men are taught the best thing you do is take care of yourself. And, and, and of course it has nothing to do with male or female It has to do with your, your, your core quality. And so, the your real gift is that is 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 that when you choose which you do uh, you know very uh, naturally to do something that maybe no one else would do 
and then share that with other people and help other people try the same thing, go for the same level, you're inspiring them to be greater than they are. And when you have trouble is when you sacrifice your own needs mm-hmm. for theirs, it doesn't fulfill you. It's not the same level of, of enjoyment where, I mean, you can do the exact same thing, but where, it's where you energetically come from. And, and so when you realize that, you know, if you're shifting jobs now with COVID or you're trying to add something more into your world, um, you know, you're a natural leader uh, and you'll just know it. You'll see it. And as soon as people are involved in it, and, and of course, younger people are the ones that are really in the heart, uh, if you can do that, that's an amazing gift that you have right there. And, and then, but remember that your highest value was the freedom that you got by doing the wild thing, having the most fun, going for it in your life. I love it. This is so perfect for you, Pat. <laughs> it really is. I love yours. I love yours too, Karen. You have oh, a beautiful thanks. vision. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Pat. Hey, we, we have to move on, but it's so yep. great that you called in. Thank you so much, um, Pat. And Thank you uh, you're welcome. Um, I wanted to share, uh, well, Reese, maybe you can tell us um, how people can find out more about you or your programs. We talked about the one uh, website, which is uh, powerofpurposeinbusiness.com for the actual book, but about the other things, uh, where should they go? Um, they can go to um, their, uh, haven't, uh, of course, I didn't, prepare the, I didn't prepare that. I just said the power of purpose in business. They can go, they can go check that out. Um, and if they just go to my website, uh, um, Reese, R-H-Y-S, Thomas Institute.com, um, they can download Crystal Bowls. Uh, I've got amazing meditations on there. And, um, and uh, what we'll do is I'll send you a link for, um, uh, I'll send you a link for a free uh, webinar that I do. Um, that I don't think I sent to you because I thought we were just going to send them the link to the, to the book. Um, so why don't we do that? And then you can put that on the, on the webpage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I see at uh, com you've, you've got the quiz there. So I just wanted to remind people that um, yes. you can get your, you know, life purpose profile free quiz there right at the top. Uh, Cause some folks, right, you know, they, right they're not be familiar yep. with their own. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. What they they can do that for sure. And uh, and if you want to find out, you know, and and uh, uh, and have any questions, you can always um, you know uh, reach out uh, to support, and I'll and I can and I'll get back to you on you know, any questions that you have on the talk that we did today or anything, anything that comes up during that. Oh, that's fantastic, Reese. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for the amazing work that you're doing. It's so exciting. Well, thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me on. It was great talking with you. And uh, it sounds like you're doing amazing things during during COVID time. Three books. Wow. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> Such a, so you could definitely tell there's that knowledgeable achiever, charismatic leader, you know, uh, is yep. working well this year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and interestingly, your bowls, your bowls talk to that because the knowledgeable achiever is on the right and the charismatic leader is on the left. And mm. they don't always, they don't always talk very nicely to each other, but 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 when you start again, but when you when you get that energy flowing back and forth, that's when you've got all your power because that deep feeler on the left and that real doer on the right, 
you know, you get stuff done. Three books, that's amazing. I've, I've been trying to just finish up one for the last year so. <laughs> well, you know, mind you, two were compilation books, and, and one wasn't even expected. It was an invitation, uh, and I was like, ooh, I can't miss a, an opportunity to be in a book with Bob Proctor and Jack Canfield. <laughs> so I said, I no way. I said yes uh, to that, and uh, but yeah, that that get it done. And I think my mentors at the Wellness Leadership Academy are like, I'm like, you know, the prodigal student, right? Because that that knowledgeable achiever is like, oh, is that how we're supposed to? Do? Okay, let me try it. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got success. You know, they just love it. <laughs> so it's pretty. Wow! Uh, wow! Pretty Congratulations funny. on all that. That's awesome. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. It's uh, like I said, great to see the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, so everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, bye for now. Lots of love to you, Reese and everyone. Thank you, Karen. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.